Hallelujah! Christ is risen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen.
those days, Peter stood up among the brethren. The company of persons was in all about 120. And said, Brethren, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David, concerning Judas, who was guide to those who, who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in, in this ministry. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Lord, who knowest the hearts of all men, show which one of these two thou hast chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias. And he was enrolled with the eleven apostles. The word of the Lord.
Lord be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. I have manifested thy name to the men whom thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them to me, and they have kept thy word. Now they know that everything that thou hast given me is from thee, for I have given them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I am praying for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those whom thou hast given me, for they are thine, all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to them. Holy Father, keep them in my name, which thou hast given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in thy name, which which thou hast given me. I have guarded them, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have joy, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I do not pray that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but that thou shouldst keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Thy word is truth. As thou didst send me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be consecrated in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome, everyone. Today, um, during, on this Sunday during the Ascension Tide, or locally, it's the first Sunday after school lets out, so uh, pl- plenty of seats this, this morning. We need to pray for those who are traveling. Uh, being the Sunday in Ascension Tide, we're given um, insight into the life of the church at a very critical time, a very uncertain time. We're given insight into the life of the church when decisions must be made. And as I was prayerfully considering these lessons this morning and, and what to say, I could not help but think of the changes and chances of this life, of our own lives. How we must 
day after day, make decision after decision after decision after decision, how we must make those decisions without all the information in adverse conditions, how the situations of our lives become filled with things that we cannot overcome, with obstacles and hurdles and temptations and trials and all these things, but yet we must still make decisions and move forward, chart courses. And it's hard. It's very hard, isn't it, to try to make perfect decisions and try to make decision after decision after decision in a game of chess as the world comes at you, as life changes and changes and not all the time in ways that are helpful or welcome. This morning we get two examples of decision-making. Being the Sunday in Ascension Tide, we, we get a look into the church between Christ's resurrection and Pentecost next Sunday's coming of the Holy Spirit. And then also the calling of St. Matthias. I'll start with St. Matthias and look at this tale of decision-making. The book of Acts says this morning, And they cast lots for them. The lot fell on Matthias, and he was enrolled with the eleven apostles. Now, to give you a little background on the situation, this is immediately after our Lord has ascended into heaven, and we hear the famous line, Men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This Jesus whom you seek is not here, but is gone. The first thing they do is they, Peter recognizes the need to replace Peter. There's 12 tribes of Israel. Now there needs to be 12 apostles for the new Israel. There needs to be 12 apostles. And so they need to come up with a defense against the world. They need to come up with a person who can witness to the resurrection, with one who can be a witness, an apostle. And so they do their best to come up with a slate of, of men, and they get down to two. They get come up with Joseph the Just, Justice, and Matthias, Hebrew for God's little one. So they come up with these two, and what do they do? They're faced with great uncertainty and calamity. They remember they're still under the threat of their lives. Jerusalem is still abuzz with all of this. There's still great, great trials and temptations upon them. And they do something to the modern mind that might be unexpected. They pray first, which is probably unexpected for a lot of people. They pray, Lord, who knowest the hearts of all men, show us which one of these thou hast chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship. So first they do everything they can to try to find two men to fill this void. Someone can witness to the resurrection. Someone who has been with Jesus since the baptism of, of John. Someone who can be that witness. Who can take the place of the twelfth person. Who can complete the twelfth person, the twelve tribes of Israel, the new Israel. They do all their homework, then they cast lots, which is much like rolling dice, if you will, or probably the best modern example is flipping a coin, which we do at every football game, or we decide when we're teenagers who gets to ride shotgun or a myriad of other things, we flip a coin. They leave it to God. They flip a coin and say, God, you decide. They do something very unexpected. 
They devised a plan, tried to find the best of what they could. Then they entered into a period of prayer and they flipped the coin, left it to God. It's also of note that Luke bookmarks the old Israel and the new Israel with the casting of Lot. Zechariah is her lots are cast in the beginning of the Gospel of Luke, and Zechariah um, wins the lot casting and goes into the Holy of Holies where he's met by the archangel who tells him of his fate and his fate of Elizabeth, that they will have a son, John the Baptist. Here in the beginning of the book of Acts, lots are cast to reconstitute the 12 tribes of Israel. Plan devised, enter into prayer, and the coin is tossed. Now our next tale or instance of decision making comes on the ascension itself and that's right before the street. Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus whom has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go. So Jesus rises from the dead spends 40 days with the apostles and if we remember our Easter stories they don't get it at first Jesus has to open their eyes to scriptures he has to help them understand what is going on so they finally get it come to understand what is going on to some degree and then what happens why stand ye looking upward toward heaven Jesus goes from them so now these men who have left their families, who have left their vocations, who have given up everything to follow Jesus and finally thought they got it, finally thought they understood, had some degree of comfort and security with the risen Lord being with them, he's taken from them. And now they're left in a hostile place, Jerusalem, a stir, not very happy with them, seeking their arrest, and Jesus leaves them adverse conditions arise uncertain fearful anxious what do they do they devise a plan they go into the upper room and they wait they go into the upper room and they pray for nine days they pray and if you ever wondered what a novena was, it comes from Ascension Tide. When the disciples enter into that upper room and pray for nine days, novum, Latin for day, nine days, they do a novena. They enter into an intentional nine days of prayer. Faced with uncertainty, full of fear, faced with anxiety, obstacles, very large obstacles, that is the plan they devise. They go in the upper room and they pray and they wait on God to act. One of my more favorite prayers in our cycle of daily prayers, our uh, morning prayer, evening prayer, is a prayer right before bed, Compline, the last prayer office of the day. There's a prayer in there that says, so that we who are wearied by the changes and chances of this fleeting world may find our eternal rest in thee. There's one thing I will promise you, one thing I have learned about this world is that we, 
you and I are never fully in control of our destiny. We are never fully in control of our lives. No amount of planning or preparation will ever make us fully in control of our lives. No amount of preparing, of careful, careful, meticulous preparation, charting courses, security, will ever get us to a point where we are in control of our lives. I was at a high school graduation this week and a very, very good speaker, commencement speaker, told the graduates that it's not if you will be blindsided in the next years, it is when you will be blindsided. You cannot fully control your life. There are too many obstacles, there are too many trials we undergo, there are too many factors. The chances and changes of this fleeting life are a certainty, my brothers and sisters. So we would do well to take a lesson from Ascension Tide and from St. Matthias. In Matthias, we should do our homework. We should do the very best we can to get the best available, to try and prepare and plan as best we can. And once you do that, pray for God's will. Leave that to God. Do the best you can, but in the end, leave it to God. That's the lesson. Ascension Tide, be intentional about your prayer. Be intentional, nine days intentional, about asking God's presence and will for your life. That is what the apostles did and the disciples. They were intentional about it. They had no idea what to do, so they prayed. They continually asked God's presence in their life, God's presence to be with them, God's will for their lives to be done. And finally, expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. Just as no one expected Jesus to rise from the dead, God continually provides us through His will and in His graces with the unexpected. We might think one way, but God shows us another. We might think God's will takes us one direction, but it takes us in an unexpected way. God's choice for us might not be what we think. When we enter into prayer and ask God's discernment and God's will, his choice for us might not be what we think. Matthias is a good example of the two people the apostles chose. There was Joseph the Just, which sounds like a very pious and noble name. You would think this is a person of great character, person of renown, if he gets the nickname Just. And Matthias, God's little one. God chooses through the casting of Lot's Matthias, the little one. And we never hear from Matthias again. Even in the pious traditions of the church, not much is known about him at all. But we know he fulfilled the twelfth spot. He did God's will. Pentecost, when the disciples are up in the upper room praying for God's will and God's presence, they're given the unexpected as well. they become the presence of God on earth. 
they become the presence of God on earth. The Pentecost event launched them into the world in ways they never expected. They were given the power of God through the Holy Spirit and go into the world. Peter, in his, one of his first sermons, baptizes 5,000 people. They convert multitudes in Jerusalem and beyond. The power and the presence of God with them changes the world. Cost many of them their lives, but it changes the world in significant ways they could never have expected. They could never have expected to possess within themselves the power and presence of God in ways where Peter and Paul raised the dead, where mass conversions happen at preaching. Unexpected. The church was given the power of God on that day. The lesson for us then is that prayer, <clears throat> prayer for God's will and God's presence should always, without fail, always, I'll say it again, without fail, be at the heart of every decision and every action of our lives. Just as they prayed with Matthias and they prayed for the coming of the Holy Spirit, the prayer for the presence of God should be at the center of every action and every decision we make. Now through this, if you can become into the habit of doing this, most of us, I hope, already do this, but if you can and just are starting to come into the habit of doing this, you will learn little by little that prayer works, that God is in control of your life when you ask Him to. God's presence is with you when you ask for it. And you also learn to trust God even when he gives you the unexpected. And he will give you the unexpected. So let us take to heart Ascension Tide Sunday and lessons in decision making. There are the changes and chances of this fleeting world that keep us from being in control. We have more decisions to make than we can ever make. We are not in control of our lives, so we must pray. We must include God, make God center in every decision and every facet of our life. Pray for the will of God. Pray for the presence of God. Learn to trust and learn to see that it is God in control of our lives. It is God leading us and leading us in a lot of times in ways we could never expect or imagine. But God is there. So let us enter into our own time of prayer as we make our way to Pentecost and let us pray that the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, into the life of this church more and more. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us profess our faith, the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that we have seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, 
serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Give us our reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours, and grant that we may serve Christ in them, and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, and spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of their salvation. Lord, in your mercy. We commend to your mercy all who have died, that your will for them may be fulfilled, and we pray that we may share with all the saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. For your handmaids of child, especially Heather Brown, Catherine Davis, Elizabeth Hancock, Sarah Harris, Kim Johnson, Amanda Kennedy, Jennifer Malone, and Jody Tucker. And for those celebrating birthdays and days this week, especially Taylor LaPage, Faye Reed, and Margaret Williams. Also for those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Pete and Jane Hayes, Mark and Wendy Harris, Michael and Katie Howard, Rand and Miranda McLaughlin, Roger and Carol Slack. Carl and Jenny Moore. For those who suffer in body, mind, and spirit, especially Connie Baxter, Elliot Biggers, Tracy Brown, Kevin Boyette, Beth Boyton, James Ray Bush, Karen Campbell, Lisa Corrado, Mary Crabb, Mike Sherman, Bill Devers, Sean Eubank, Bonnie Garner, Dickie Flynn, Abby Hedges, Bill Hurst, Delia Holliday, Lucy Carl, Leroy Jensen, Lynn Jenkins Lindsay, Mary Lou Ryan, Della McAllister, Jean Miller, Sarah Miller, Cassie O'Malley, Austin Morgan, Herbert Carson, Carol Pribble, Jenny LeClaw, Catherine Ridge, Ashley Rogers, Carol Sajer, Diane Scott, Laverne Scott, Rule Child, Casey Smith, Don Smith, Wendy Sneed, Carolyn Ruth Stansel, Tiffany Tipton, Joan Todd, Joyce Sam, Mother Johnny Tyler, Mary Wade, Shirley Walter, Dan Walton, and Tom Williams. For all who suffer from chronic illness and for those we now know. For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazard, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Buesler, Michael K. Hill, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Dan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamilla, Walton Lucky, Bailey Lutz, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Benson, James Warner, Mark Waters, and Wyatt Wells. May you 
Lord Jesus Christ, after your resurrection, you manifestly appeared to your apostles and in their sight ascended into heaven to prepare a place for us. Grant that, being risen with you, we may lift up our hearts continually to seek you where you are and never cease to serve you faithfully here on earth until at last, when you come again, you will receive us to yourself. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you and the law of the and the by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We do not not love you with our whole heart. We do not not love our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you.
<laughs> well, good morning to you all and welcome to St. John's on this Sunday in the Ascension Tide. Uh, <clears throat> remind you that next Sunday is the, the Feast of Pentecost, uh, a national holiday as well, Memorial Day, so those, those two never go well together uh, when you have a high holy day and a, memor- a memorial day. But uh, next week is, is Pentecost. Uh, so remind you of that. And then uh, in two weeks, on June the 3rd, we will uh, move this service out to, to, to Billy and Linda Howard's Lake House. Uh, that Eucharist will begin at 10 a.m., so we're going to move it 30 minutes early. For those of you who are unable to, to go out there, uh, Mass will still be said at 8 a.m. here in the chapel, but then we'll move everything else out to the Howards. Uh, there will be... Uh, food and fun afterwards so uh, kids bring your swimming trunks and uh, if you're there's trap shooting and games to play and all sorts of wonderful wonderful things a map is here and there'll be electronic communications coming this week and next for that also uh, the the ECW uh, has their final meeting before summer break tomorrow right that's right tomorrow uh, they meet uh, at noon in the parish hall uh, so, ladies of the parish, you're welcomed and encouraged uh, to, to attend that meeting. There's a small blip about it in the, in the bulletin. So, tomorrow at 12 is the last ECW meeting. And I think that is all that is um, just really pressing. Uh, I do want to thank everyone who made us uh, the Feast of the Ascension this past week uh, such a wonderful and lovely service. It took a great amount of work. Uh, and a lot of you showed up for what is a difficult couple of weeks in our life in Laurel. Um, so thank you to all who came out and to made the event so wonderful. Uh, again, everyone welcome. If you're, a, if you're visiting here, uh, we ask or encourage you to fill out a card and place that in the, in the plate as it comes around. So, we, so tell us a little bit about yourself or if you'd like to know more about us, we'd be glad to tell you more. Um, again, welcome. Ascribe to the Lord the honor, do his name, bring offerings and come into his courts.
glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially this year, for the successful end to another academic year. Offering prayers, especially for all academies and places of learning. We offer thanks for those who have graduated in our parish, especially this day. We pray that they may prosper and have long lives. We also offer special intentions for students and children all over the world, remembering especially those who live in areas of poverty, famine, violence, those who have to overcome insurmountable odds to gain education. May the souls of all the faithfully departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation and the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. 
For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son and his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with St. Matthias, the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation.
Let us pray. May Almighty and ever-living God, we thank May Almighty God, who has redeemed us and made us his children through the resurrection of his Son, our Lord, bestow upon you the riches of his blessing. May God, who through the water of baptism has raised us from sin into newness of life, make you holy and worthy to be united with Christ forever. May God, who has brought us out of bondage to sin into true and lasting freedom in the Redeemer, bring you to your eternal inheritance. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Mass is ended. Go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah.